This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Welcome to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you in the studio. Listeners, thanks for joining us today. We're gonna do a follow-up to the question we started last time. And the question for today is, what does the Bible say about gambling for entertainment purposes? So Michael, you wanna get us started? Yeah, I don't think the Bible addresses gambling from an entertainment perspective. Yeah, I don't see that either. The concept of 21st century entertainment and they're, they're just very different concepts. The Bible talks about, you know, basically the fool who spends their income on gambling because yeah. they hope to get rich quick. Mm-hmm. I don't have actually a clear line of sight to what gambling would have looked like in biblical times outside of betting, if you will. Yeah, betting. To some degree, there is a casting of the lots both in the Jewish culture and in the Roman culture. And one of the particular ones that I'm thinking about is while Jesus is hanging on the cross, the soldiers cast lots, as the scripture says, but they were gambling for his garment that was a single piece of cloth. They were going to gamble for any of the pieces of any of the clothing of any of those uh, ones that were being crucified that day. Yep. So there's, there's a couple categories to look at. And one is the reality of gambling on poorer communities. That would be one. Um, the other is just the ethics of gambling in and of itself. Is it inherently a bad thing? And then the third category would be the difference between uh, people in poverty or poor people or people who don't have income and sure. who gamble versus people who have an excess of income right. and they gamble. For example, if I have... $20 and I could go to a comedy show, a movie. I could download Hulu for a month mm-hmm. and a half. I could play fantasy football or I could I could go to the casino and put $20 in a slot machine. So that $20 is basically yours to spend however you wish to spend because it's disposable. It's, it's my money. And if yeah. I have a million dollars in the bank or $10,000, whatever, you know, like $20 isn't going to be make or break me. Sure. Let's say I give generously to the poor and to the church. I help people. I serve all the time. And here's what I know. People who don't have money spend the money on themselves for oh, entertainment yeah. purposes. Right. So is it bad? You know, like uh, I'm in a fantasy football league and actually in the most technical sense, it is gambling because we pay not a lot. I think we maybe $40 to get into the league. Okay. And then uh, the winner makes two or 300 bucks, I think. Hmm. Is that gambling? Yep. Yeah. It is, you know, yeah. so. Um, I grew up playing um, uh, for Christmas and birthdays. We'd get uh, the scratch-off lottery tickets. Okay. They're a dollar piece or something, you know. And my, my daughter actually just said to me, she goes, oh, can I get a uh, can I get a lottery ticket, the scratch-off lottery? She loves those. And I, and I said, <laughs> no, only Nana buys those for you. <laughs> so that, that's a rule in our house. You only get them if Nana buys them. For, but yeah. she was actually asking like, a couple weeks ago because she was noticing that the lottery went up to like over a billion dollars. Billion dollars, yeah. And so she said, you know, is, is that bad? You know, and that's actually a really hard, hard answer because it depends on a couple things. It depends on who you are. It depends on what motivates you, as with everything. A good thing, yes, the motivation an evil at the heart. Thing, if it's yeah. if it's motivated for sin, it depends on uh, the ethics of the gambling institution. So, if, for example, you go to a Roman game and you're gambling on the life of slaves, you know, inherently the gambling becomes immoral because the substance is immoral. Sure. You know? And so, here's my general posture: I generally avoid it, largely because I just don't have an impulse mm. to it. Yeah. I also 
don't have probably as much disposable income as some people who make a lot more money might. Yeah. And I never win. <laughs> so like <laughs> therein is like uh you know like for me I mean when 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 I turned 19 in Detroit we could go across the border to Canada oh, yeah, 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 we you... could drink we could smoke Cuban sure. cigars and we could gamble and yeah. so we would go and I remember one time I made like $400 uh-huh. and it was I was like whoa playing blackjack or something but for every time I won there was 10 times 10 that times I lost, you lose you know and yeah, so yeah. I'm a guy who plays the long game and I'm uh-huh. like well, this is not worth it I yeah. mean like these people are smart. Like they're yeah. going to win, you know? Yeah. And there are those kind of people that are out there. I think yeah. you, you and I have family members that both of them do very well when it comes to gambling. Oh for my gosh. them, For them, it's not gambling. For them, it's, here's an opportunity to make some money because they're so good at it. The concept of gambling of risk, reward, yes. goes away because right. they're so good at it well, that to- it's actually an easy way to yeah. make money. Mm-hmm. And you could actually almost justify the Robin Hood principle there. Where yes. Where I'm not exploiting the poor. What I'm doing is taking from the people who taking are exploiting the, the poor. <laughs> you know? um, I think the biblical principle comes down to this. People who try to get rich quick yes. usually have money as an item. Gambling, yes. gambling in our culture, um, I would say a bunch of people have get rich quick as an item. But there's a bunch of people who just do it because it's fun. Yeah, let me throw that out there because you mentioned this. And I'm reading an article and the article is titled, What Does the Bible Say About Gambling? And The writer says, quote, Scripture specifically approves of three ways in which to obtain goods or money. And the first one is working to earn the money. So work. The second one is obtaining goods through an exchange or through bartering. And the third one is receiving a lifetime gift through an inheritance. So those are the only three ways that the Bible talks about earning money or earning uh, earning, uh, a, a source of income. So the Bible really never addresses can, can you say income. The three, three again. It was uh, work, work, inheritance, uh, exchange, exchange. You know, through p- bartering. You I mean, know, I would so, add others. There's gifts. Yeah, I, yeah. I would actually say that. That's yeah, and, that's, and that was the third one: receiving it through through lifetime gifts and, or and through inheritance. Yeah. So the Bible doesn't really address gambling as a way in which to earn a lifetime of income, and yet. That when it comes to gambling, the key word there is, well, actually, there's two keys. The motivation and what is the risk factor. Mm-hmm. So in some ways, and, and I've had conversations with people, and they would say, hey, you know, do you invest in the stock market? And I right, said, well, which yeah. is also a form of gambling. That's, and, and that's exactly what they that, say. They say, well, hey, where, that, yeah. there's a risk there. Yeah, well, it ceases to become gambling when you're good at it. And that's the thing. Or the odds of it are more highly in your favor than not. Right. The housing market is a gamble. Absolutely. Even a business venture, there is a risk factor there. And the same thing is true, you know, even working for another employer. If I go to work for somebody, I'm risking the fact that this is going to work out or it's not yep. going to work out. What is the real source of what am I trying to get? Is there a moral dilemma in what I'm risking for? Yeah, so back to the the stats part of it. Like uh, the average poor person or person out of the poverty limit spends four times as much wow. as the person who is financially well off. So basically, and, and I think this is actually consistent with what we know about financial habits. Yes. Just listeners, I think I know where super, you're going. super gracious with me. More times than not, people who are poor are poor because they have poor habits. Mm. People who are wealthier 
are wealthier because they have wealthier habits. Sure. There's a poverty mindset and a prosperity mindset. I don't mean prosperity gospel. I just mean there are habits and patterns that people learn. And uh, I can look at most people's money and show you whether or not they're going to have a lot of money later based on mm -hmm. how they spend money now. Right. And so you could triple your income. And if you have poverty habits, you'll never have any more money than you have now. Sure. You'll just have more waste. Mm -hmm. There's this reality that in people who are under the poverty level um, spend a lot more money and they waste it and they don't get it back. And so the challenge, here's my legitimate challenge. I totally agree that the gambling industry takes advantage and exploits people in poverty. If the gambling industry didn't exist, they would just spend it in other they, they places. They just spend it some other way because of the habits. Right. And I can hear some of the moral loopholes in that, but the gambling isn't, at the end of the day, the problem. It is an avenue to expose the problem. Expose the problem that already exists. It exposes desperation and idolatry and whatnot. If gambling goes away, people who, are, who want to gamble will find means to gamble. Mm -hmm. But people who get their social security checks and they go right to the casino, yeah. if they don't have a casino to spend it on, they're going to spend it on something else. Right. Because they have a poverty mindset. Mm -hmm. Poverty mindsets don't change except through repentance and training over a long period of time. So it's a harder ethical issue. Rising above that, right, is... You said it. The stock market is gambling. Yes. Casinos are gambling. Fantasy football is gambling. The question is degree. The degree of risk. And the question is about gambling for entertainment purposes. I have a, a friend that he and his wife, before they had kids, they'd get a cheap flight to Las Vegas. They'd go to Las Vegas. They'd pull out, you know, they would say, okay, here's your 200. Here's my 200. This is our entertainment money. We can do whatever we want to with this $200 each. So, Sometimes they would go to a show with that $200. Sometimes they would go out to dinner and sometimes they'd say, okay, we're going to sit at the blackjack table. And when this money's gone, then our entertainment is finished. And so they were very disciplined and they could do that. I have a, another friend uh, years ago, Ken. Ken was one of these guys that I am certain, and I kept saying to him, Ken, you have a unique gift. They would be a pool, uh, guys would throw in five bucks and, you know, everybody throw in five bucks and it would be, you know, at Thanksgiving time, they pull out a name and that, that person would win a turkey. He would win every year. <laughs> you know, you know, he, they would say, Ken, you know, yeah. hey, we're doing a dollar uh, pool here, you know, on such and such. Ken would win. He would win every single time. And I kept telling him, I said, Ken, with the record that you have, you yeah. ought to go buy one of these lottery tickets for a dollar yeah. and win a million because, dude, yeah. you you just win at everything. Did I tell you what all the things we won at Catalyst at the conference? Yes, last year? yes. We won between between ourselves and the Perrys. We won a trip to Israel. <laughs> they won a. We won six tickets. They got two flights. Six tickets to the conference. Two flights an iPad, an Apple TV, an Apple Watch. Oh, my goodness. We cleaned house. All right, all right. I, it was I, hilarious. I, so you were a catalyst. There was no gambling involved here. So no. I want to know, did you come back and buy a lottery ticket with that kind of record? No. No. No, I didn't, even, roll, I didn't even buy one for the $1.6 billion. <laughs> you were on a roll. I know. That's a, should I have done that? <laughs> I, now, you know what I have a greater moral dilemma with? So let's say you have a family and the family... They go buy lottery tickets for this $1.6 billion lottery. Let's say they spend 50 bucks. Yeah. Let's say they don't have the money. I'm like, that's yeah, not $50 a lot. would go a long way at the grocery store. It would. But that same family will fly to Disney World for a week. Yeah. And put $5,000 on their credit card. Yeah. And justify it. Yeah. I am 
more indignant over the Disney World vacation for the family in debt. Yes. So like my family, our vacations are almost always financially neutral. Like I will mm -hmm. find if I'm speaking someplace, I will like I will make my vacations cost almost nothing. Sure. Or the money that we don't spend on groceries, we just spend that on food mm -hmm. or we find like my grandparents. Yeah. Well, we go to places that don't cost us anything other than gas. And we're already going to buy and make food anyways. You right, know? right. Because the value for me is like, okay, hey, man, um, I don't need to go into debt to create memories. There you go. Like, it's interesting when I think about the expenditures of money immorally, the poverty mindset that allows someone to gamble a lot, the poverty mindset actually makes me more indignant than the gambling, sure. if you will. You know? Yeah. So I don't know. I, the gambling for me, it's more of a symptom. And I just kind of treat it more. I just kind of keep it at arm's length yes. generally. And uh, I don't have a lot of judgment for people, but I'm more just, I'm more desperate for people's poverty habits yeah. and debt, mm -hmm. um, which is, you know, like we, we just, we just got a new car, right? And my prayer to God was, hey, Lord, could I find a car that would allow me to not have a car payment. There you go. I don't need a nice yep. car. Yep. I don't need the best thing, you know? And the sure. Lord just, Lord really came through and he knew my heart. I just really wanted to honor him with our money and be really good about it. And, um, and, and the, you know, I, I just think the Lord honors motivations mm -hmm. that are, that are good. But like, uh, how many people just need to have a bigger car, a bigger house, a nicer whatever. And right. I try to just play the long game with everything. Like, is this going to cost me more money in the end or lose me more money in the end? You know? Yeah. Even like our house, I think about everything we put into it. Is it going to make me money or lose me? Is it a good investment? Is it a bad sure. investment? You know, but that's because I'm, I, you know, I think my dad and mom did an incredible job teaching us to not think out of a poverty mindset. Mm -hmm. And right. uh, so did Brianne's parents. And then the other mindset is everything, everything I have belongs to the Lord anyway. Absolutely. And we've got to have that attitude. We have to have that right. at the core that everything that God has given me is his gift. Totally. And I need to be responsible for it. Yeah, I had a moment yesterday. Um, good friends of ours in the church got into a car accident right in front Ooh. of the church oh. and on the way to school. And so uh, I ran out, got their kids, brought them to school, and uh, we just got in this new used car. Great car. And I got a better car than I thought I was going to be able to get. You know what I mean? And I was like, <laughs> oh, that's cool. So, uh, and the first thought was, like, Michael— you actually have an extra car now. Now, you yeah. know my Escape is yeah, yeah. my older one. is not the greatest car in the world, but I can still drive it. Sure. It'll get me from here to there, I think. Yeah. And so the Lord was like, offer them your car. Now, they mm. didn't need it. Yeah. They had a rental car. They had insurance, whatever. Okay. But even just the little moral, but, but the, the dilemma in me, you know? Yeah, like, that, Michael, that's a great mindset to have. Right. Like, this is from me to you, Michael. So, like, give it away, man. Yeah. Don't, you know? It's just so funny how, how even, like, in my own brain, I was like, uh, I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> You're yep. just saying that, and, but the internal struggle mm -hmm. was so stupid. You know, I'm like, why do I even have such a dumb struggle? Anyways, whatever. <laughs> well, let's let's uh, end this one here. And that was a long one. Yeah. Well, welcome to our brains and our <laughs> ramblings, whatever. Yeah. Well, listeners, please come back next time when we're going to answer another question, and it is a pretty good one. Let's talk about pot. Yeah. What is VCOB's viewpoint on using marijuana for medicinal purposes? Mm -hmm.